Take your Bible. You got a Bible? Say, Holy Spirit, I need you. I need you to teach me and reveal the Father's way. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light onto my path. I hunger for your word. I found your word today and did eat your word. And your word is life and health and medicine to my flesh. Teach me, Holy Spirit, what I do not see in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. We're on a series, and we'll be on a series, and there's really two aspects to this series. And first of all, we're taking the negative side, but then we'll we'll get into the positive side. We're, you know, ultimately I want to talk about truth, because God's word is truth. And the Bible says, you shall know the truth, and the knowledge of the truth will set you free. But see, truth won't set you free. Truth won't set you free. Truth won't set you free. It's the knowledge of the truth and practicing the truth daily that sets you free. You can have a lot of head knowledge, but you need to practice the word. You can know the scriptures, but unless you do the scriptures and obey the scriptures, act upon the scriptures, you're still going to be in bondage. Amen? Amen. So listen to the word today, and and this is what I want you to do. I'm going to give you, I don't normally do this, but today I'm, I'm going to give you a lot of scriptures. Well, we need water for people. You know, ushers, if they're coughing, bring them water. I want to give you the scriptures today. And I don't want you to to have to, you know, go back and forth in the Bible. Get your pen out and write them down. I want you to hear it. See, you know, don't be so concerned about, you know, following. That's, That's all right. I know your heart. Your heart is right. Write them down and then you can go back later, can't you? And do that. Listen carefully today to the word of God. Matthew 24, verse 3 and 4 says, And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. Romans 16, 17, Now I urge you, brethren, note those who cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you learned and avoid them. For those who are such do not serve our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly or their own flesh, and by smooth words and flattering speech deceive the hearts of the simple. Ephesians 5, 6, Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Colossians 2, 4. 
Now this I say, lest anyone should deceive you with persuasive words. So we have empty words. We have persuasive words. Second Thessalonians 2. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition. Second Thessalonians 3 verse 9, the coming of the lawless one is in accordance to the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth. Say love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie that they may be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. And then James 1 verse 22, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. So, you know, those are some some scriptures and concerning deception and deceit. And we seem to think that in these last days, you know, we're going to see, you know, things in the natural happen, lying signs and wonders of of the Antichrist. And, And really, he's already duped us because he's going to work, come through the back door through deception. Not so much a visual display of miraculous signs and wonders and false miracles, all this stuff, is through deception. And that's why we have to know the truth. You have to know the truth. Young people, you can ride, you know, on your folks' faith for a period of time. But one day, young Shaner, you will have to know the truth yourself. Not just because mom and dad say it's true and you need to do it because they say it's right. You got to know it yourself. You got to know the words yourself. You can live, try to live off of someone else's faith for a period of time and God will give you grace and mercy that there will be a day of reckoning. You have to know the words yourself. It has to be a real thing to you. You have to live by it. You've got to sink your spiritual roots deep into it because I'm going to tell you, persecution will come. You know, days will, of adversity and trouble will come. And that's when you find out what you've been doing the last 10, 15, 20 years. Because in these last days, it's not so much the world believing the lie, but there are well-meaning believers out there because they don't know the truth and haven't practiced the truth. They're going to hear that lie and believe it and act on the lie. I'll tell you, we're, we're living in a day, folks. We've got to get our life in order. Deceive means this, it implies a deliberate misrepresentation of facts by words. Did you notice the scriptures that I gave you? You heard how the deception comes, empty words, persuasive words. Deceive implies deliberate misrepresentation of facts by words or actions, generally to further one's end, one's own end. The Greek for this word, for deception means to lead astray or wander off course. 
An individual can be led astray. A nation can be led astray. Has this nation gotten off course for a long time? I've been reading a book, I've told you this, about a Secret Service agent that that uh, worked under five presidents. It's called Five Presidents. It's really interesting because I never really knew much about Eisenhower. I was young then and, and Johnson. Now I'm reading how this man worked under Nixon. <laughs> you think today's is, is terrible? Yeah, darkness is increasing. And we look at our government. My goodness, what occurred during those you know, administrations? We've got to pray, folks. We've got to pray for our leadership. We need leaders that are strong and courageous and will speak the truth. Rick Renner says this word deception. It depicts a person or a nation who, although once established on solid ground, is now morally drifting and teetering on the edge of a crooked, dangerous path. So you can, at one point, you know, be on solid ground, have a good spiritual foundation, but you you can just, you know, what happens with an airliner if it just gets off course just a degree? And that's what happens to someone. You might, you might think your spiritual foundation is strong, but pretty soon you just get off just a little bit. And then you're going in the wrong direction. You know, that's why the Bible says, take heed. You and I need to take heed lest we fall. We need to make sure our life is in order. Not our mates, not our kids, not our co-workers, not the preacher, but you. Make sure your life is in order. Your spiritual life is in order. Now, let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 11. 2 Corinthians chapter 11. I won't get through all this. I've got a lot of scripture to give you. That's why I said to write down the scripture, and you can look at it later. We need to know the scripture. What does the word say? So what are the agents of deception? What are the agents of deception? 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 13. Let's pick up there. It says, For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into a what? Angel of light. Oh, I, pr- preacher, I saw an angel. Oh, you did? Well, was it God's angel or an emissary of Satan? How are you going to know? Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness whose end will be according to their works. So that, that's the first agent or the first individual or being that will deceive you. It's Satan. It's, it's people that are, are filled with him. 
false apostles, false teachers, false prophets. That's why, that's why it's so important you know the word of God. And I'm, I'm quickened as I've been standing here and this has come to me and I'm going to tell you this and I've told you this story before. A shepherd's supposed to guard his sheep. Never forget that, Pastor Brad. A shepherd's supposed to guard his sheep against what? Wolves. You know, goats are one thing. You deal with goats and sheep. Bark Barclay says there's sheep, wolves, and goats. He wrote a book. It's entitled Sheep, Wolves, and Goats. But we're supposed to guard the sheep. And my wife and I have purposed through the years to guard the sheep. And I'll never forget this. And it wasn't a few years ago, not that long ago, there was an individual showed up in church and he was dressed real well and looked real nice. <clears throat> Professional. Not blue collar, but white collar. And, and he came and he came once or twice. And then I noticed after service, he came up to me and he started going on just about the fact that there's only one version of the Bible that you can deal with, and that's King James. And as you well are aware of, there's how many versions of the Bible out there? There's the Living Bible. I use the Message Bible. I use the Amplified Bible. And at times, I will refer to those different versions, have I not? Now, I use New King James. And so he came up to me, and he was a little blunt and a little rude. So I made a mental note. Pretty soon he came back. And just listening to his words. Out of the abundance of the heart. How do you locate people? He was a wolf. He was a wolf in sheep's clothing. Nice clothing. And so one day I had to on a Wednesday night, I, I think it was Wednesday or Sunday, he came out the door and I said, you're not welcome here anymore. Don't come back. Whoa. Did he go off on a tirade and, a, you know, whatever? I just said, have a nice day. That's what I said. He never came back. Pastor, that wasn't love. No, it was the Bible way to deal with a wolf. You drive the wolves away. Did, is that enjoyable? Oh, no. Confrontation, dear Lord, is no fun. But it's my job to protect you. You know, I am not a perfect preacher, and I've made mistakes. And you'll make mistakes. But ultimately... I'd rather make a mistake in, in my heart in protecting my sheep. Sheep like to graze at still waters, not troubled waters. So that wasn't an easy thing to do. But you know what? I don't want to bring in the poison. And that was an outside source. But most of the time, the devil will work within the church. Well-meaning people that think they, they've got a handle on it. But what can happen is your heart can become polluted and corrupted. 
And usually it happens because of the spirit of pride. What happened to Lucifer? Pride. I know it. Preacher doesn't know it. But I, I know that he should be doing it different. What has happened? Deception. Opening up your heart to the wrong voice and the wrong heart's attitude. And we're, we're living in an hour, folks. We, we got to, like I said, dot our I's and cross our T's. Make sure our life's in order. Before we trying to straighten somebody else out, you get your life, I get my life in order. Look at Second Thessalonians. So what's the, who's the first agent of deception? Satan. It's my goal to raise up Pastor Brad and turn the church over to him. And so he's in the process of learning, and he's got a fortunate opportunity. He's very blessed because my wife and I didn't have that opportunity. It was just dropped on us. So there's times I'll look at Brad and I'll say, you got that? You understand that? Do this or do that? Very blunt. But that's a good thing. So you heard a story today. You'll never forget that story about how I dealt with a wolf. You better deal with it the same way. Second Thessalonians 2, verse 9. It says, the coming of the lawless one is in according to the working of Satan. Everyone say working of Satan. With all power, signs, and lying wonders. And with all unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive, oh, this is so good, they did not receive the what? That they might be saved. For this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie and that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Listen, it's real important that we understand the remedy, the answer to all of this, to deception is loving the truth. Loving the truth. Everyone say, love the truth. So you and I have to love the truth. And granted, there's times we don't feel spiritual. There's times I, I, I don't feel like I love anybody. <laughs> you all have days, right? We all do. But it, it boils down the fact that, you know, when trouble comes, adversity comes, circumstances arise that, that you, you know the truth. And you know... I got to get my nose in the book again. I got to meditate the scriptures again. I got to feed upon the living word of God again. You've got to have that heart's attitude because there'll be days you don't feel like reading the word, but you've got to take a hold of your flesh and say, you're going to read it. You're going to study it. You're going to meditate it. You're going to speak it. Amen. So you can see here the working of Satan. Yes, there'll be power, signs, lying wonders, but ultimately he works through deception. Okay, that's the first one. Look now to Romans 7. Romans chapter 7. Say, Pastor, I need this word today. Well, people, I need this word today. 
Romans 7, we're looking at agents of deception. Who's the one that causes this to happen? Look at Romans 7, verse 11. This, this is interesting. It says, um, for sin, verse 11, for sin, taking occasion by the commandment, deceived me, and by it, it killed me. Now, this is the Apostle Paul speaking. But what I want you to see here, Paul said, sin, who, who deceived him? Sin. Your own sin deceives you. So if you're involved in, in some sin, no matter how insignificant, sin, sin, you know, we always get on the, the adultery and all this other stuff. Listen, other sin originates in your heart, attitude of your heart. So your own sin can deceive you. Look at James 1. We already read, but let's read it again. James 1. So if you're, you're in sin and you know you're in sin, then your own sin can deceive you. James 1.22. Ah, uh, James 1. I'm in chapter 2. James 1.22. It says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. So you can deceive yourself. Look at verse 26. If anyone among you thinks he's religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this one's religion is useless. Does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his own heart. See, your own, your own, yourself, you're deceiving yourself because a lot of the words that you're speaking are contrary to God, contrary to his word. So you can deceive yourself. You know, I realize this kind of message is a serious thing, but we're living in a serious time. That's why it's so important you, you hang around the right folks. I got one weak, pathetic amen on that one. It's important that you and I hang around... Yes, God expects you to get in there and get dirty with the sinners. I have no problem with that. I, I want you to do that, but you can't live there. You can't stay there. You got to go back to where you belong. Bottom line, you know, here's, here's the best example of deceiving yourself. You being here today. You being here today, what are you doing today? Got any idea what you're doing here today? Some of you don't know. Maybe I should tell you. You're looking at me like a deer. Why are you here today? To what? The Word. Feed on the Word. But you'll get up today. You'll walk out the door today. And you won't remember the Word. Therefore, you won't practice the word. Therefore, it doesn't become a part of you. 
And therefore, you go back to the same thing that you're doing over and over, same problems, same issues, because you're not applying the word that you're hearing on Sunday to your everyday life. You might be hanging around the wrong people. You might not be renewing your mind to the word daily. You might not be in prayer. You might not be in worship. You might be just a nasty old growly dog at work. You're here today and you could be deceived, thinking that you're hearing the word and you're not doing it. I'm a good Christian. I went to church on Sunday. That's why I asked a woman with oxygen going into her nose, had her colon out, four-stage cancer. I says, where are you going to go when you die? Well, that's what she said. I'm a good person. She's deceived herself in thinking that she was a good person, and that's going to get her to heaven. So you can deceive yourself. Satan, his his cohorts, his emissaries, those that work for him, your own sin can deceive you, and you deceive yourself. Look at 1 Timothy 4.1. 1 now, I want to get through this. I, we're not going to get through it today, but get through the deception part, and then we'll get into the truth part, the positive thing. And that, that'll be good for all of us. But you still need to hear the negative side of it. What can happen? And who's involved with the deception? And what, you know, how it works. 1 Timothy 4.1, this first, we're looking at some characteristics of deception. The first thing is, it's a sign of the last days. And the Spirit expressly says that in latter times, some will depart from the now, what's that imply? Is this, is this talking about sinners and unbelievers? No, this is referring to people that once were in the faith. But it says here, they will depart from the faith. They'll leave the faith. They'll leave the word. They'll leave the church giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry, commanding to abstain from foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. So this is the first thing. You need to understand we're living in the last days and this is the sign. People leaving the faith, departing the faith. It's one thing being lazy and not getting your butt out of bed on Sunday to go to church, but it's another thing. It's where you leave the faith. You knowingly and willingly leave the faith. Well, I don't like to go to church there because... He's not very loving. Well, there's plenty of churches you can go and you can get hugged and loved and and just told you're a great person. They're out there. 
But at this church, you're going to hear the word and what the word says. 1 John 4, and we'll quit there. 1 John 4. I got all kinds of scriptures. Listen, I've made a lot of people mad through the years. If I had a dollar for all the people I made mad, I could, I'd have more money than that woman that won just $700 million. I watched, I had someone I'd taken to the vet's hospital in Omaha, and I was sitting waiting in the waiting room for him, and I watched this woman get up. Seven-hundred-some million dollars. My first thought is, I wonder what she's going to do. Probably her thought was, I'm going to take my tithe down to the local church. Ah, I doubt it. So it's a sign of the last days, and it's a sign of the Antichrist. 1 John 4 and verse 1. It says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God, every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. That's it's good to know that. Let me read that again. By this you know the Spirit of God, every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the Spirit of the antichrist which you've heard was coming and is now already in the world now the antichrist wasn't in the world back then but the spirit of the antichrist you are of god little children and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world say greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world They are of the world, therefore they speak as of the world, and the world hears them. We are of God, and he who knows God hears us. See, if you know, truly know God today, then you're listening to me, and you know what I'm saying is true. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. They are of the world. Therefore, they speak as of the world, and the world hears them. We are of God. Say, I am of God. He who knows God hears us. And he who is not of God does not hear us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. So here, as you study these scriptures on deception... You'll see truth is tied to that. The subject of truth comes up. Here it says we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. So it's a sign of the last days and it's the sign of Christ. Now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to unhook there of the Antichrist. I'm going to stop there and I'll leave you with this because this is how we started today. In John 8, in verse, in fact, turn there. Let's just turn there so we can see it with our own eyes.
Nobody likes <laughs> many times to hear the truth. It's, it makes you uncomfortable. But you need it. I need it. John eight thirty one. Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Now, I'll ask you this. How do you know the truth? What qualifies you to know the truth? Thank you. Abiding in, what's it say in verse 31? If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So if you don't abide in the word and live in the word, how can you know the truth? And how can you be free and continually keep free? You have to abide in the word. Say, I must abide in the word. Everything the preacher told me today is truth because it came from the word. Satan can deceive me. People can deceive me. Sin can deceive me. I can deceive myself, but I know the truth, and I abide in the word, and I stay free in Jesus' name, amen. Now, how many today, how many today want me to tell you, tell, tell you the truth? Okay, then we're going to set time up for each one of you to sit down with me. Oh, no, no. No, we don't need to make appointments. You heard enough today. But if you know the truth and you're not doing it, then start doing it. Let's stand our feet this morning.